Blog Talk Radio. joined by the owner of the UCW, Chris Payne. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So uh, you have a big show coming up here in a a few weeks. Uh, The anniversary show. How long has it been now? This will be our 10-year anniversary show. Did you when you now when you started this back in uh, 2007? Did you expect for it to go on this long and kind of get the following that it has gone over time? Well, uh, you know, I mean, to be honest, we did have a uh, a couple years where we, uh, you know, we kind of took took away for for a couple years and then came back, but. Uh, there was another company that, while we were gone, where it was going, UWA, which was, you know, it was basically the the same deal, you know what I mean? It, it was just pretty much the same wrestlers, just somebody else was running it. Uh, and then, you know, he decided to step away and brought UCW, the name UCW back. So, yeah, I mean, we've been going 10 years strong. It's just, uh, you know, it wasn't UCW the entire time, but... It's still our anniversary. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> and and how do you kind of uh, how's it feel knowing that you've made it this far and you guys actually had a pretty successful uh, company there and you've had some notable names come through. Uh, I know when you guys yeah, first sure. started, you kind of were the uh, little company that could, a lot of people didn't give you guys any chance. Uh, you guys kind of yeah, you know. I heard that all. You know, the first you know we first started that we wouldn't you know last three shows and. You know, I mean, I heard that even from guys that was working for me, you know, that, that have been in the business for, you know, 10, 15 years, said that most startup companies don't last more than three or four shows. And, you know, be able to, I believe we're coming up uh, around 60 or so. So, in, you know, in that time, just counting the UCW shows, that's not counting the UWA stuff, but with, with them, it, it's closer to 70, but... So, yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of people, you know, that are seen uh, now, you know, in WWE and TNA, a lot of them have come through the ECW doors. Um, Yeah, that's what's really, what's really cool is, you know, kind of started, um, you know, even though he didn't start with us, but, uh, you know, he he wrestled for us uh, quite a few times, Sterling James Keenan, who, uh, who's now, uh, Corey Graves on on WWE television every Monday night. 
you know, he's he's on there, and uh, you know, he he competed for UCW quite quite a few times, and then you know, more recently uh, with James Ellsworth, who you know everybody on the indie scene knew, knew him as Pretty Jimmy Dream. He's uh, you know, he was with me from our second show on. He was with us, so it's really neat getting to see him, you know, on the WWE events now. You've also had some of the legends. Uh, you've had Shane Douglas. You've had uh, Tracy well, Smothers, I believe. Uh, Axel uh, Ron. No, we, we never had Tracy, but uh, we did have Shane. Uh, we had Axel numerous times. He was a great guy. He was very, very easy and and good to deal with. Um, Zach Gowan, uh, off uh, Junior and Samu. From uh, the, you know the Samoan family, we had them, uh, and then more recently we've had Ron Simmons, we've had uh, uh, Mickey James, uh, Rodus Clay. So you know we've we've piled them up there <laughs> more recently than we you know than we have, and even oh, yeah. even some of the uh, you know the top you know indie talent, you know Sarah Del Rey, who's a trainer for for WWE right now, she's come through. The doors at UCW. Her match with uh, Rebecca Payne's probably the most watched match UCW history. We, I, I believe, last time I checked YouTube, it was well over like fourteen thousand views. So <laughs> now, and a lot of those guys that started out with you, uh, you know, were on the first show and had pretty much stayed uh, with uh, UCW the whole way through. Uh, a lot of them are still there. Uh, Jesse Skelton's still there. He's mm-hmm. Seems like it's been a big part of UCW from the beginning. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Jesse. Jesse's always kind of been our face and uh, uh, of of UCW, in my opinion. I mean, he's he's got to wrestle some pretty pretty big matches. You know, he's he's competed for the NWA national title at a UCW event. Um, you know, he, he's wrestled Corey Graves. He's wrestled Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> um, you know he he's he's racked up quite a few accomplishments in that in the last ten years. So now uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know when uh, UCW first started, it kind of had a bad reputation from the get go, or just a lot of people oh, just yeah. really were wanting to see the downfall. What do you credit that to? Why do mm-hmm. you think a lot of people were just waiting for you to fail? Well, you know, I mean, I think too many times. In in independent wrestling, the the word yarder is thrown around way too much because I know probably eighty percent, if not more, independent wrestlers have all at some point wrestled in backyard wrestling, and I guess basically for whatever reason, like you know, because that's where a lot of us had started before we got trained to become professional wrestlers. You know, I for whatever reason they just accredit us, you know, as yarders. But you know, they, you know, that, I, and I think too, like I didn't succumb to the Pittsburgh pressure. I, like when I broke in, like I could go watch Ryan Mitchell or Sterling James Keenan wrestle for four different companies in the area. I always strive that I wanted to be different and bring in different people. And that's where guys like Jimmy Dream and a lot of the Baltimore uh, uh, wrestlers came in to UCW because I, 
you know, I always felt, well, who's going to come spend $10 for a ticket at UCW to watch, you know, this guy, this guy, and this guy when they can wait a week or they can go the week before and see him at this company or that company. And and I think a lot of, a lot of that, like uh, the Pittsburgh crew didn't really accept us because of that. Like they, they, they always felt like, and, and, and to, even to this day, I still feel like we're the outsiders to, to the Pittsburgh crews because I just don't cave into them. You know what I mean? And that makes sense. And, uh, you kind of do see you guys do have kind of a unique roster. Even now, uh, you know, when you guys are doing your little joint promotion uh, with Elworth's company, there's a lot of guys that ain't seen cool. in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, you've been with that, too. Um, oh, so, yeah. I mean, and, you, and, you still... know, that's, that's, that's more recently with, like you said, the guys from that come from Maryland, from, from ACW, just unique uh, uh, characters and, and wrestlers, guys like Michael Zamadio who to me is my favorite gimmick uh, in independent wrestling right now. Like I love his character and uh, it's I, something I that nobody else does. Yeah. AC Wolf is another one. It's, it's a character. I, I think that's a lot. If you look a lot and, and, and to our credit, you know, UCW there's, you know, or I shouldn't say to our credit, to our detriment. I think that's what kind of we lacked at the beginning. And, and what I like about what ACW does is they actually have, characters where a lot of wrestlers just want to you know come out and be them be themselves you know what i mean and not really have have a a real character because people you know the game they say gimmick all the time you know like i could say oh well chris payne's my gimmick but really that's just you know me amped up you know what i mean where you know guys like michael zamadio or ac wolf or you know like that's just that's different those guys are you know they got actual you know throwback, you know, care when everybody had a character like, you know, Duke the Dumpster Josie had, you know, he was a uh, garbage man and, you know, and so forth. Everybody kind of had a, had a character back in the day, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of, I noticed that's kind of the difference between uh, different areas, different regions is, you know, everyone, all regions kind of have different ways they do things. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania, has always been more kind of a realistic area, area. you know, people right. didn't really have the gimmicks as much. And I think a lot of that, of course, is attributed to ECW. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, and then when you got places like Maryland where it's still kind of gimmicky, uh, you still got gimmicks right. and it works, it, you know, and yeah. the guys from Maryland are coming to Pennsylvania with their gimmicks and they're, and they're getting over. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. like you said, Michael, he's, he's getting over big time. I saw the UCW shows, you know, I've, I've been able to ref a few of his matches for the last few shows and the crowd really eats it up and it's a very unique yeah. gimmick. Yeah, it it is. And, um, you know, the, so, the deal that he does with, with the split personality with, with him and Lars Madison is, you know, I can't say enough about you know about that. Uh, oh yeah, that and I know uh, it's, it's my favorite. And I, I know at the show with Ron Simmons, I uh, I happened to be there at that show, and I got to talk to Ron, and he he was a big fan of that gimmick. He definitely uh, was in love with that. Yeah, he him uh, so. and Ron also put over that uh, that show. Uh, Kiko Kikoa King Kikoa was his name. He liked those two guys. I know Ron talked to, to us about those two guys a lot. 
Oh yeah, he's and that's why I kind of I kind of like that. You know, Ron is one of the few guys I've seen that's actually a name in this business that'll sit there and watch the entire show. Yep. And he was he real did. approachable he to the boys. Was... Yep. And and he yeah. uh, you know and he took the like you said he took the time to talk to everybody that you know wanted some advice which was great. He was great with the crowd, the fan, you know, the fans, the interaction with them. So uh, I really enjoyed having him. I definitely agree. Now, you know, you get a lot of Ron Simmons, but uh, who's some guys that you've kind of had some dealings with that just weren't as pleasurable? Uh, well, I mean, no, like, as far as the name value goes, the only guy that I ever kind of had it out with a little bit was with Zach Gowan. Uh, I think it was over yeah. a misunderstanding, and he kind of he kind of took it one way and I didn't appreciate what he said. So I said some things maybe I shouldn't have said to him and it kind of blew up from there. So. <laughs> and then that was a period in Zach Gowan's life where even he'll admit that he was, you know, wasn't all yeah. the way there. You know, he was kind of, he, yeah, he was he, a dick uh, to, his own, to his own credit. He'll admit that. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I think during that time period, he, he had, you know, been battling some demons and, you know, it, he he got upset about you know a certain thing and I got upset about what he said to me and you know and it just you know I think I think to you know to to me you know just starting out back in 2007 you know I was still young I'd, I'd only actually been in wrestling for about a year at that point so I still you know from then to now it's night and day like I know <laughs> so much now like how everything works. And, like, back then I was very naive and, and, you know, really didn't, you know, understand it. I mean, I I don't regret starting it so early, but I also wish I knew then what I know now. You know what I mean? If I, if I could put it that way. All right. I mean, I think I was on your either second or third show I was on. And then uh, yeah. recently I came back when you brought UCW back. And I and just, I mean, the atmosphere has changed. You know, it's, you, it, you can definitely tell you have a better grasp on things now uh, than you did back sure. then. So, sure. I mean, that's definitely, definitely is noticeable. So let's talk about this big 10th anniversary show, 10th anniversary show. Um, and where is it being held at? Uh, it's at the Morell Volunteer Fire uh, Department. And it's uh, in Dunbar, PA. Uh, off of, right off of Route 119, it's uh, pretty easy to find the old Richard Chevrolet building. If you're from the area, you, that should ring a bell to you. Um, uh, then we got an eight-match car, so should be a pretty pretty good show. I know I mentioned uh, Michael Zamadio and AC Wolf. Uh, they're actually wrestling uh, to determine a new uh, Premier Division champion, so I'm really really looking forward to that match. On, on the call. And, and you also have, I believe, the uh, the main event. It's going to be a huge match, uh, to say the least. It, uh, and it may actually uh, change the future of UCW uh, completely. And you're stepping back in the ring as well. Yeah, this is uh, it's going to be the first time that uh, that I've laced them up in in over a year. Um, so it's uh yeah it it, sh- it should be fun <laughs> you know I think it's so like riding a bike. I'm taking some time. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, no. I was just saying, you know, I mean, I've I've had time periods, in, you know, in the past where I've taken a break and then come back. So, you know, it's always just kind of been like riding a bike and, uh, you know, and I get to do it with two, two of my best friends, you know, uh, Justin Bender and Stonewall Dave Snyder. So that's always good. <laughs> and uh and now who are your opponents on that night? Uh Rob Rage, Playboy Stevie Styles and old referee Timothy Hibbs. So uh, the second best referee in UCW, may I add. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you you're obviously number 1. You're you're you got to be the lead official. In my book, in my opinion, especially that Hibbs guy. Oh, you know, I mean, no one calls you know, it. I never seen. Like I absolutely, I've never seen a more biased ref than, than Hibbs in my life. I mean, what referee goes out there and and pushes wrestlers over and fast counts, three counts to try to get title changes? So, I mean, you know, he he says he's a good guy, but what good guy does that? Hey, I agree. I agree. It's it's pretty sad. It's, one of the reasons I, I'm glad I was there at the last show to make sure justice was served in that main event for the tag team titles. And I think the right team won, obviously. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, and I know that, that I made it pretty clear early on there wasn't going to be no shenanigans on March 31st, that Jay Miller was going to be the referee for the main event that night. So I know things will go right down the middle. Of course. Always, always, always. You know, it doesn't matter who signs my paychecks, and if I may have had a few extra dollars slipped in there the last show, I'm sure that was just, you know, that was my bonus for taking over and doing such a great job. It was nothing hey, else. That, that was just an added bonus for having a referee, uh, the event for suspended Timothy Hibbs. That, that's what all that was. It was just it was just a bonus. That's all. You got his, You got his pay along with your pay. That's all. Well, then I must say he is way overpaid. <laughs> well, and what other matches are we going to see on that night? Uh, well, like you said, we got the six-man tag. We got the Premier Division title match. Uh, we have the UCW title match. Uh, Jesse Skelton uh, is going to defend the title against Crazy Shea. Uh, I do. They. I know they used to be tag team partners, but you know, you know that that me and my guys, we got Skelton's back, so. Any shenanigans go down, we'll make sure that, that we got the best interest of the title and, and Jesse Skelton at heart. So we should, uh, you know, hopefully if all goes as, as planned, Mr. Skelton will be leaving that night with the title. And after the six-man tag match, Shockline still be the tag champions. Rage, Styles, and Hibbs will be gone from UCW, and we can all live happily ever after. Yeah, that sounds like a beautiful UCW to me. I mean – no, no one can pass Jesse Skelton. Obviously, no one could be champion like he can. No one can carry UCW like he can. And Justin Bender, you know, they're just the best. I mean, there's no other tag team Absolutely. in the area that could touch them. So, I think that would be the best decision for UCW. That would be the best thing to happen is all to walk out their titles. I know I was in the middle last month when our last show when Crazy Shea came out, that fire and everything else, and – he seems a yeah. little too uh, demented to be the head of a company and to represent a company yeah. as their champion, in my opinion. 
Oh, I I can agree with you on that, and you know I know uh, when when we first started UCW back in 2007, we had a uh, an American Championship uh, that belt had went away for a while, and we're going to recrown a uh, a new champion on on March 31st when uh, Chambers wrestles Pat Anthony. Uh, that's another match that's going on. I know we have uh, Shane Malice is returning. Uh, to wrestle TJ Sykes. Uh, TJ was a huge part of UCW early on, uh, especially uh, especially to the 2008 to 2010 era. He was, you know, he was getting in the, into it then, and as a rookie, and you know, he he, I'd messaged him and and asked him, hey, you know, we got the 10 year event if he wanted to come back, and. And sure enough, he accepted, and so that that should be another one. I actually I wouldn't be surprised if that was the the sleeper match that that stole the show. To be honest with you, so I know Shane has an injury he's trying to come back from. So, and then you also got uh four guys coming down from ACW. Um, sure. You know, obviously, you got a, big, a good tag, tag team, team match. match. Yeah, big tag team match with Rod City's Most Wanted. Uh, they're they're wrestling a team out of uh, New Jersey called Snot. Uh, it's that's a again, you know, just another another character <laughs> character tag team that's coming in from a different area that hasn't been seen in this area before. So that should be should be good one. Um, and then another thing that I did want to to mention was, uh, you know, earlier uh, th- this year. We had lost a brother in uh in Sean Sabotage Clark, uh had passed away uh way earlier than any of us would have thought. And uh we're going to pay uh, you know, homage to him with the uh with the Sean Sabotage Clark Memorial Battle Royal. And I know a lot of names have already jumped, you know, to into that hat there, uh, to be in that. So that that should be, you know, fun and exciting and uh his his daughter is actually going to present the winner of that match with a uh, with a trophy. So, and sadly, that's the uh, the second uh, guy uh, from UCW to be lost. Of course, Prodigy. Uh, yeah, you know, well, not that long then, ago. I mean, technically, well. yeah, technically, you could say three if you count Axel. Axel passed, uh, and then and then Reggie, well, Prodigy had passed away and, and now Sean. So, you know, over 10 years, you know, I mean, and, you know, all, all those guys were, were young, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a shame, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely not the same with, without them, especially Reggie that, I think that one, you know, hit, hit hard, especially like the, the way it, it all had went down. Um, I know that one hit hard for us and, and obviously Sean, you know, a lot of us were close to him. Axel was a great guy, but you know, I mean, we—I don't think we really knew him on a personal level as much as we did Prodigy and, and Sean. So, um, but yeah, it was, you know, it's—it sucks when you lose somebody you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so that's probably one of the most difficult uh, parts of this business as you get close. You know, you kind of become a family. Uh, so. Right. Yeah. So. And, a lot of good action coming up on this show. Uh, you know, huge main event, a uh, bunch of titles on the line. Like you said, a new American champion being crowned. Uh, it's going to be going to be a good night. Going to be a fun night. I'll be there, of course. 
doing what I do best, calling things straight down the middle. Uh, you'll be there. And what's the date again? What's the date again? And what's the address? It is Friday, March the 31st at the Morrell Volunteer Fire Department in Dunbar, PA. UCW's Undisputed Forever 10-year anniversary show. All right, and I appreciate you being here. I know you want to catch the Walking Dead tonight, so. Oh, yeah, wanna... you know, it's, 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 been, it's been a hectic day, man. I've been running back and forth between softball and baseball drafts and basketball games and and I'm just now getting home to do this interview with you, and, and then I'm going to watch The Walking Dead. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a day uh, a day worth living. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you talking about the show. Uh, it's going to be a good show. I'll be there, like I said. Uh, you'll see all the stars at UCW, uh, some great guys from Maryland coming down. Uh, it'll be a great show. Now, how much are tickets? Uh, tickets are $15 for the front row, $10 general admission. If you need any tickets, you could go to facebook.com backslash UCW forever or undisputedchampionshipwrestling.com. Or you can also go to Bradley's Book Outlet in the Uniontown Mall. They have tickets up there as well. They, those guys have always been great to UCW. Uh, they've always been a ticket outlet for us. So you need any books or you need – any UCW tickets, make sure you go up and, uh, and and check Bradley's out. All right. Well, we appreciate you being on. I uh, look forward to Undisputed Forever. Uh, and like he said, you can get all the updates on Facebook about the show. And then I will see you, sir, coming soon. All right. Sounds good, Jay. We'll see you on the 31st. All right. I'll be there. You take care, sir. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Payne. He was the owner of UCW, and uh, it's a big show they got lined up coming up. Uh, a lot more show to go. Uh, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a little flashback. We're going to uh, show a little promo. We're going to well listen to a little promo from maybe one of the greatest managers of the old era, the Grand Wizard, as we get things ready for the next part of the show. This Friday night to face... Sensational Rocky Johnson. Would you care to comment, Grand Wizard? Well, to begin with, I see nothing sensational about Rocky Johnson except his delusions of grandeur. He must have had a dream, a dream that he, too, was going to someday be a champion. Well, Rocky Johnson, let me tell you, on behalf of superstar Billy Graham, any ideas that may have come into that empty head of yours that you could beat superstar Graham, you're a sick, sick man. And after the match is over, you're going to be even sicker. Because nobody, nobody in the wide world uses superstar Billy Graham as a stepping stone. We'll reverse the procedure. All right, and there was a little throwback to the Grand Wizard, uh, one of the greatest managers of the old era. So before we get on to some wrestling news and we start talking about what's going on in the world of wrestling, let me uh, bring you a few updates. As everyone knows, I am the owner of the uh, UWL, the Ultimate Wrestling League. We have some big things uh, coming in the future. One of the big things that happened this week is we are officially an affiliate 
of the Allied Independent Wrestling, Wrestling Federation. Uh, we joined that this week, and we have many exciting things to come about that uh, with that new merger. Uh, it's exciting things coming for UWL. We're going to have a show date announced here soon. Uh, you know, we're going to start announcing matches. We had, of course, Carter Robinson on last week, and he had a lot to say about what he uh, plans on doing in the future regarding the UWL. The UWL will also be uh, represented this year in Las Vegas at the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, for people in that area. The people that are planning on going to that, definitely stop on by, uh, check out some of our action, see what's going on with the UWL. Big things are happening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I get my co-host on the line And we're going to get everything set up for that Don't go anywhere We're going to be right back uh, While you're waiting Go ahead and listen to the UWL official theme song I'm now being joined by my my co-host this week, Cameron Lane. How's it going over there? Going good, Jay. Going good. I hope all the sounds coming through good. Uh, first time using uh, Blog Talk Radio, so apologize if the sound is kind of wonky. Uh, no problem. We're gonna we're gonna work with what we have. So, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, Next few weeks, we're going to have a few different co-hosts. We're going to kind of see who fits. 
And we're going to let you people listen and decide on who sticks around. Uh, once again, this is Cameron Lane, he's my co-host this uh, week. So why don't you tell the, uh, the people out there a little bit about yourself and uh, how long you've been watching and all that stuff. Um, well, uh, I'm, like you said, my name is Cameron Lane. Uh, I wrestle under the name uh, Jay Kirby, mostly in the uh, Jersey Mid-Atlantic area. Uh, I've been wrestling for, I just hit my, uh, my five-year mark for my last month. I've been watching probably on a constant basis, I should say, since about 03. I watched when I was younger uh, during the, the Monday Night Rules. I was a, kind of a Nitro fan. And towards the end of uh, watching and then picked it back up. Towards the end of 2003, uh, I want to say uh, right before Survivor Series, and then ever since then, I've been hooked. Awesome, awesome. Now, I just want to let all the uh, people out there listening, if you want to call in and talk about anything, if you have anything to say, you can call us in at 914-205-5332. You can call and talk about what's going on in the world of wrestling, what's going on maybe in something in your area that other people haven't heard about. Maybe you want to talk about it. Uh, You have a chance to call in and do that. Um, We also want to bring up that you can actually listen to this show on Stitcher. Uh, you can you can hear the show on Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher is radio on demand. You can download the free app. Uh, listen anytime and anywhere. Uh, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows. Plus, you get to discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows on there. You get to create custom playlists. Over 20,000 shows to discover. Uh, go on Stitcher, rate and review us. It's available on you know Android, iPad, Nook. Uh, iPhone. It's available on all that. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Uh, so if you don't have a Stitcher, you can download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. So as we move on from that, do a little business there. Uh, we're going to now talk about what's kind of going on in pro wrestling. The next big show coming up is Fastlane in a few weeks. Um, you know, I don't watch the current product as much. Uh, you know, it's not really. I catch when I can, but I guess the big match going in there is Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. Uh, have you been watching the current product uh, recently to know kind of what's going on with that? Uh, yes, uh, I have been. Um, and I want to extend my services to fans out there who were um, heartbroken by KO's betrayal of Chris Jericho. Um, basically, what happened was after Goldberg decided that he was going to choose the Universal title, and Chris Jericho accepted on And that has been a building that Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho were going to work together in Goldberg. Recently, and took out Chris Jericho. Kale has to do it by himself now. He seems to have a more uh, aggressive, just like a ruthless personality, almost similar to how he was when he uh, 
returned to Ring of Honor and uh, informed Scum, stable that almost completely took over Ring of Honor. It was almost like an NWO. Um, he's got this. And that, that was actually the storyline that kind of made me uh, fall in love with uh, Ring of Honor right there. Was scum. That's actually when I started getting into Ring of Honor was during the Scum angle. Uh, you know, with Carino being re- uh, being signed by WWE, now it'd be nice to see maybe doing something with those two uh, you know, on WWE program. Especially the fact that Jimmy Jacobs is a uh, a road agent for WWE, so we might just get to see uh, a reformed Scum one day with all three of the uh, the original. Now, do you do you see in any way, shape, or form that Steen is going to retain, or I'm sorry, Owens is going to retain against Goldberg at Fastlane? I just I don't see it happen. Well, I, I can see the match going one of two ways. One, it can go just like uh, uh, Survivor Series when Goldberg came in, spears him in 20 seconds, hits him with a jackhammer in 40 seconds, and the match is over before it's a, a minute. Or KFC uh, Smarter, which he's known for being. He's known for being that that, um, that uh, manipulative, uh, intelligent heel. So I, I see him doing a lot of running and uh, trying to avoid Goldberg as much as possible and then picking his spots when to attack. Now, I know for the last three, four years, WWE's been building Brock Lesnar up as this monster, unstoppable, unbeatable. You know, Goldberg beat him within uh, seconds at Survivor Series at the Royal Rumble. He eliminated him in seconds. So if if he goes out there, Kevin Owens, and the match actually lasts, you know, minutes or, you know, goes past how long it's going to be Brock, does that kind of just defeat all the buildup they put into Brock? where, you know, Kevin Owens has outlasted him with Goldberg? I think – I don't think so. I don't think it would take away from Brock because it's not going to be the same kind of match. If if KO charged it in to Goldberg and survived, then yes. Yes, it would make Brock look bad for uh, for Kevin Owens being able to last longer than him doing the exact same thing. But if Kevin Owens is, uh, plays a smarter, uh, you know, trickster heel that he's so good at playing, um, you can see him lasting and just, uh, it's, it's basically going to be a chase waiting for Goldberg to strike. If, if that's how the match goes, I don't think that'll take away from Brock. But if KO tries to match strength with Goldberg and, he comes out on top, then yes, that would take away from Brock extremely. All right, now another match going on: uh, the tag match, tag team titles, the Club versus Big Cass and Enzo. I gotta say, the Club. I, it just seems like you know when they first came in, there was a lot of hype behind them, and people were excited to see what they're going to do with AJ. If Finn was going to fit in somehow. Uh, but it just seems like they moved AJ to SmackDown. You know, the club's on Raw, and it just seems like they really haven't done anything. Um, you know, they kind of – I think putting the tag titles on them have kind of killed the Raw tag division. Um, it, they seem like they were building it up pretty strong there for a while, but now it just – it seems like it's nothing. Uh, 
I have to disagree with you on that. Um, I I really think that it is a uh, it's a long time coming for the club to have won tag team gold in WWE. Um, yes, there's been, uh, a lack of involvement. Uh, you know, when New Day were the tag team champions, we had five or six different teams lobbying for those titles each and every week. Um, you know, you had the Usos, you had Lucha Dragons, and then uh, Cesaro and Sheamus started teaming up, and uh, they started lobbying for the titles as well. And then the club, the Dudleys. Um, but now, since the divisions are split and there's Raw, uh, Raw and SmackDown divisions, I don't. I think Raw has had a, a decent division with uh, with Cesaro and Sheamus as the champions, and I think it really does make sense for the club to get the titles. Uh, it does stink that Cesaro and Sheamus can have a longer run, but I think as far as the club being taken as a serious threat, had they not won the titles, uh, they would have just looked extremely weak. Uh, they would have, it would have been like their sixth or seventh time trying to become Titan champions and failing again. And so that, that kind of, them winning the titles almost saved uh, their their tag team career, I would say, uh, on Raw. And now, obviously, you know, it seems like SmackDown's kind of doing better than Raw uh, in all aspects, especially the tag team division on SmackDown seems a lot stronger than Raw's tag division. Uh, the one division that Raw does have going for it, though, is the women's division. And at the pay-per-view, Bayley will be defending the women's title against Charlotte. Uh, the, you know, and Charlotte has not lost a pay-per-view match since debuting. Uh, do you see that changing in Fastlane, or you think maybe Bailey will finally put a end to that streak she has? Well, uh, unfortunately, I see Charlotte winning the title back. Um, I think, as far as a, a business standpoint and a a, a, a storyline standpoint, it would make more sense for Charlotte to lose the streak at WrestleMania. Against Bailey or Sasha, um, I see Bailey winning the title. Uh, it's definitely going to be due to uh, some kind of shenanigans, whether it be with Dana Brooke or uh, Nia Jax. But I, I now, don't see don't see Bailey walking out with the title, unfortunately. Now it seems like they've been hot potato in the the women's. Title around a lot. Do you think that hurts the credibility of the women's title or does that add excitement to the division because you really never know when the title is going to change. It's been happening so often. I think it's a bit of both. Um, there, there are times where if it were to change between more than just two people, I think it would be as bad. Um, if, uh, if Sasha had won the title and then Bailey won the title off of Sasha, either Charlotte would Sasha for the title or Bailey would take it back. If they changed it up between more than just two people back and forth, it's bad. I do think them changing it so frequently is uh, really 
I don't want to say it's hurting the division because they're still putting on great matches. You still want to see what happens. But it feels almost extremely predictable um, if there's a women's title match on Raw and there's a pay-per-view coming up. Um, I feel like Charlotte... Uh, the division will have more unpredictability because uh, the the streak won't be so it open up the door for Charlotte to lose once or twice. Uh, she wouldn't automatically be winning. She wouldn't automatically be losing on Raw. Okay, and another. Uh- Another match uh, going down is for the cruiserweight title. Now the cruiserweight division is kind of it, it seems like it's been a dud so far. I mean the crowd, the live crowds don't seem to be into it. Uh, you know they haven't the cruiserweight division in WCW compared to what WWE's putting on now. Their cruiserweight divisions, I obviously two totally opposite things, but I don't see any excitement there. Uh, once again, we got Neville versus Jack Gallagher, and it's just I'm not. I don't see much excitement going towards that match. Um, I think uh, I, I try to watch 205 Live when I can. Uh, I don't always get to uh, updates on it. I'm normally trying to uh, either watch or catch up on SmackDown from the same night. Uh, but as far as the Cruiserweight division goes, there is – a pool, an unlimited pool of potential there, and I just think that they're not presenting it properly. Um, like this match between uh, Jack Gallagher, it's going to be a fantastic match. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Jack Gallagher fan. Just about everything he does in the ring. It's, uh, this whole King Neville gimmick has been fantastic. Neville back into the spotlight, which uh, in my opinion, he deserved ever since he got called up from NXT. And for some reason, they just, they just pushed him to the wayside for some reason. Um, I think the match quality is still fantastic. I think the top five watch goes, and the matches are great. It's just the way that they keep getting presented raw is kind of is the reason the division is, uh, for lack of a better term, being called a dud. Because you only get a 40 second, uh, sorry, they get two minute uh, beat down with Brian Kendrick and Akira Torzawa, or, uh, or when you could take half of the time that's just filled up with so, uh, Characteristically, for you know Stephanie doing the 30-minute authority promos. If they use that time to push more cruiserweight action, uh, I feel like it could be such a more uh, entertaining division if if they just presented it the right way. Now, one of the big uh, big pieces of news coming out this week is the fact that. Uh, Matt Hardy's contract with TNA has ended, uh, and there's a lot of talks that he may very soon be showing up in WWE. Uh, be interesting to see if they let him do the broken Matt Hardy 
uh, gimmick there, uh, you know, and he just recently did an interview this weekend uh, talking about his total domination of the tag team scene. He said he will be deleting the Young Bucks on April 1st at Ring of Honor, which is the night before uh, WrestleMania, uh, which will be happening not far from where WrestleMania is being held. And he said all of McMahon's tag teams will follow. Um, you know, also this week, uh, Matt Hardy's online store has been shut down. Um, you know, a bunch of signs pointing towards either Matt by himself or the Hardy Boys as a unit going back to WWE. Do you think that's a good move for them, or do you think uh, they should kind of stick to where they are because it's working for them? Uh, I totally agree with you. It, it's definitely working for them. Um, I I know a very a very good amount of people who are wrestling on the indies who watch indie wrestling. They say that broken is probably the best thing going for the business right now is pure pure creativity that he's just pouring out in gallons and gallons Um, because he's literally doing whatever he wants. If he has uh, some crazy idea, some broken genius, he can just put it out there and eat it up. I went to a Scott Evans seminar from Ring of Honor uh, back in December. He said that Hardy is such an over-character. He got the pop of the night at a Ring of Honor show without being on the show because uh, the the Vanguard One showed up and the Young Bucks were super kicked Vanguard so uh, as far as the broken character goes the best thing he's probably kind of breaking up really bad uh, there on your side. Uh, on your side. Um, I, I think we've covered everything uh, really uh, that's going on in the world right now, uh, in, in wrestling right now. I uh, thank you for joining me this re- week. Um, you know, we're going to let the fans decide on who the co-host is going to be, uh, but I appreciate you uh, stopping in. I appreciate you helping me out this week on the show. Um, the, the fans pick me. I hope I you know, and I hope I can be on here again. 
I don't get the co-host. Definitely. Uh, definitely shoot me a message, and you'll get a, uh, a Lost Boy Jay Kirby interview. Uh, sounds great. We'll have to set that up sometime. Definitely. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on this week. Uh, you know, when I'll be in touch with you, and we'll see where things go. All right. Thank you. Once again, if you guys want to call in, give your opinions on anything, the call-in number is 914-205-5332. Um, during the middle of that, and I apologize for the technical difficulties on uh, his side, but, uh, but in the middle of that, I actually got a message from Carter Robinson, who was on the show last week. Um, he said that tomorrow afternoon, he's going to be addressing – uh, via Facebook, the UXWA, the UWL, and the AIWF. AIWF, uh, uh, both the UWO and UXWA are part of. Um, so be interesting what he has to say in regards to that. Uh, you can actually uh, catch him on Facebook at facebook.com backslash geekfighter84. It seems like... Uh, one sec. Hello. You're back on the air. How's it going? Okay. Anyways, uh, like I said, Geekfighter84, Facebook.com backslash Geekfighter84. Carter Robinson apparently has a lot to say, and anyone that knows him, or as you can tell by last week's show, um, he's not one to mince words at all. So it'll be interesting because he's currently the UWL champion. And he's looking forward to going into Vegas as UWF champion if he actually makes it uh, to that show. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about as I talk about Vegas. Uh, last year, I went to Vegas as well and uh, took a trip to the Cauliflower Alley Club last year. It's a great club. Um, it, it's, it's They help a lot of wrestlers in need. It's a good cause. Um you know, I love going there. It was, it was fun last year. You see the who's who of pro wrestling. You get to spend a few days in Las Vegas. Um, but it's definitely a cause for a lot of people to check out. They help a lot of wrestlers in need. Um, you know, and they do a lot of great things with the wrestling community. Um, but I'm actually going to wrap up this show. We had a few technical difficulties. Um, next week, we will be back with a brand new show. We're going to have new guests. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the going-ons in professional wrestling uh, here and other places. Uh, I'm going to have more about AIWF. Um, we're going to talk more about Carter, Carter Robinson, and especially I'm interested to hear what he's going to say when he addresses not only UWL, the UXWA, but the AIWF as a whole. It'll be interesting to kind of see what he has to say in regards to that. Uh, trust me, you don't want to miss that. So until next week, uh, we'll be back at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is The Shooting Range. I am Jay Miller. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>